<laughs> All right, guys. So below the belt welcomes our special guests for tonight, voice actress extraordinaire, the one and only Katrina Salisbury. Oh, hi. Hey, hi. Katrina. Hello. Hey. Hey. Can I, How are you? full disclosure, I watch a few episodes of My Little Pony. Me and my kids love, uh, we watch My Little Pony. We haven't watched it in a while, but but we, uh, my kids, I show them your character and they're like, oh, I know her. Oh, I was like, well, I'm going to be talking happy. to her tonight. <laughs> Tell we love my hi life. from Yona the Yak. Oh, it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my um, that My Little Pony show has been so successful. It's, it's, in, it's in its ninth ninth season already. Ninth wow. season. We did nine seasons. We just we finished recording last year, and then it finished coming out. Oh, I guess it would. What year is it? It came out. Finished coming it's out. Twenty twenty, and it's been a been yeah. a hell of a year, hasn't yeah, it? <laughs> yeah. Well, well, okay. we're actually the home here in Baltimore of the BronyCon. Yes. yes. <laughs> the last BronyCon was last year. Unfortunately, the that, big that was one. It now, there's huh? still tons of huh. for the BronyCon for the big big BronyCon, but there's lots of pony conventions still happening all across the country as well as I think still in like the UK and Scotland, well, Scotland's in the UK, but all, all over there. Germany. So are, are you so. like a big rock star to the bronies? It's like a whole <laughs> movement. Uh, I don't know if I'm a rock. Okay. Maybe. Maybe a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Tiny bit. Now I remember like the old My Little Ponies, you know, I never was a, you know, really a fan, but what, what about this new series? What about it that causes like guys to be so fanatical about it? That is a good question. A lot of them, I think, as it just makes them feel like they're part of a community because so many people enjoy it, mm-hmm. and um, like a lot of people from the pony community are on the spectrum with autism, and a lot of people don't maybe right. you know accept them in their day to day life, but when they come right. to these pony conventions. And even online now with technology, they can become friends with so many people across the world and feel like they belong to something special, which it is. There was a documentary that I saw with my friends. It's all about the uh, My Little Pony movement and the bronies. And I loved it. I just, I was so, (laughs) it was such an inspiring film, you know, I just, and you're right. And they did mention that a lot of people on the spectrum we're into it and then it just provides people with like this fantasy right like just complete out from their normal like lives reality world you know like with unicorns and stuff and 100 percent and yaks and yaks i love i love (laughs) love (laughs) everything a little bit of everything sprinkled in (laughs) how how many seasons have you done of uh my little pony seasons okay I did cool season, eight season nine they introduced the young six which i was a part of in season eight and they opened up a school of friendship where we all kind of trickled in and we weren't so friendly with one another you know i was a yak i felt like i was the best person in the whole <laughs> world nobody could tell me anything but then i learned to be loyal to other people and other people celebrate different things and that's really cool and stuff like that oh cool 
Yeah. So will we see you in a season 10? Will you in the Yaxley in season 10? We've, season 9 is the end for Gen 4, which which is what we were. Wow. Um, I know they Good. are they are working, I think, on a Gen 5 at the moment. I wow. have no idea about any of that. So I'll wait and see with everyone else. But, you know, if Yona did ever come back, I would be more than happy. To yak, to yak it up, right? To yak it up. Give <laughs> <laughs> dance, you know, stomps and stuff. <laughs> how did you develop your voice for, for uh, Yona? What did you, uh, how did you... How did you figure out the Yona, the Yona voice? So I, I got the audition for the character, um, and I was like, all right, what, well, what do you act sound like in the world of Pony? So I actually went back and watched a bunch of episodes where the yaks made an appearance, and I was like, okay, they're a bit brutish. <laughs> no, they kind of like, they are really raspy, really deep they just kind of smash things so i'm like <laughs> all right i need to create a raspy voice and oh, they talk cool. okay. in um they talk in the third person and they just they kind of speak in broken english so i just kind of adopted that and yona was created from there yeah because you sound a lot awesome. the hulk might have been a little bit of a idol to her. <laughs> Can we hear the voice? Yeah, I guess Tachi wants to hear the voice. Oh, it's been so long. All right. So she smashed a lot. So she'd go, Yuck, smash! You're gonna love Pony Pal. You know. <laughs> I love oh, it. That's so cute. <laughs> thank you, so thank cute. you. It's adorable. A song once in her voice. And the direction I, I got was be more Nickelback. Uh, and that is the best direction I've received to date in a recording session. <laughs> That's awesome. So when did you guys out. record together? We did when that was okay to do. Now, uh, <laughs> now yeah. we're alone. Um, but we did. Yeah, we'd get as many people who were in town or were available at the time. We would get together. There'd probably usually be about six to eight of us at a time in the booth recording, um, which is so nice in voiceover. You don't always get to be with your fellow actors. In dubbing ADR, you're always by yourself and you just go by time stamps. Was this in in Vancouver? This is in Vancouver, yeah. Okay, excellent, excellent. Yeah, because you know, I was thinking um, with everything going on in the world of the pandemic, animation voiceover artists those are some of the few projects that can continue safely yeah you know which Mm -hmm. i think you are in a great position and any other voice actor that can um still you know like you said you can do adr either in the booth you could probably do this at a home you know setting as well is this something is this something you've ever done at home doing the voiceovers for some of the characters um every character i've done i've been able to record in the studio Um, I do have a little, my own setup here, which I usually just use for auditions, but it it is possible to use that to record. In Vancouver, we've been pretty good. Our studios have actually stayed open. We just have crazy rules around it. Like you have to be texted to come inside. They clean everything. No one sees you. It's just you and the engineer. The engineer doesn't leave their room. Mm -hmm. You go in, adjust your own mic. 
and then you that, leave and that's they text good them. to hear that's cool. yeah what about so, all the um television series with the live action television series that they've, they've ceased production been, right yeah they've ceased production we just got um we were told today that we are hoping to come back mid-june maybe early july if our numbers stay down i mean yeah vancouver cool, but... <laughs> yeah compared to the united states yeah. where we are yeah vancouver and canada as a whole is uh has a lot less cases of, right. of uh, yeah. corona so I think you guys a lot more spread out and i think we have like we don't even have a third of the population that you guys do so i guess we're a bit luckier that way at least with the pandemic that we're able yeah. to actually social distance a bit easier yeah. and we don't have a president a stupid president <laughs> You don't have a president like we do. He's been pretty okay during time. That's the luxury, I suppose. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh. It's it is. No. What do you think of all, all, all the celebrities that want to move to Canada <laughs> if Trump gets reelected? Yeah. Oh, no. We can trade places eventually. One day I want to go to LA, so let's just switch passports. You want to trade? Yeah, yeah. They, say that, they, they never. Must... They never move though, do they? No, I don't. My boyfriend actually just moved to LA right before the pandemic, oh. so it's been been fun. Has it been tough? Um, not as tough as I thought it would be. Okay. But it's probably just because we play World of Warcraft online for like okay. half of the day, so That's you know, awesome. I'm busy keeping my mind off of the you rest to, of the world. You get to FaceTime and Skype with them too. I'm yeah. Sure. Okay. So you get to interact with them that way. Yeah, you're not sure yeah, you're missing them in other better. ways. I don't like, we're not locked in the same room. I don't want to kill them. So <laughs> yeah. maybe it worked out for the better. <laughs> how did I, how did you get into voice acting? I went to school for film and TV when I was about 19 years old. And I was like, okay, I'm going to be an on-camera actress. This right. is what I want to do. And within that program, there was a voiceover component. And that's where I learned that I could, you know, sound like a yak or sound like a four-year-old um, and fun stuff like that that I didn't know I could ever do. And when I was in that class, I was like, this is actually a lot of fun. And I am a shy person. So getting to kind of hide behind a microphone was a nice feeling at first. Yeah. I was like, okay, maybe I will maybe I'll just kind of go down this path for a little bit and see where it takes me. Um, and I'm super glad I did. So, now, that's, that's awesome. Now, yeah. now, because you have all the success in voiceover work, uh, do you find you're not auditioning as much for on-camera um, projects? Yeah, not as much. I'm pretty much switched over to only voiceover. Really? Um, yeah, I did a few. I was going out for a few on-camera things and when I was 22 I got a call back for mom of three children and I was like I don't know about that so okay that's um, Allie. Well, maybe Allie I'll too. just stick with voiceover <laughs> you don't you don't want the mom you don't want the mom roles yet not, not, not at 22, no. <laughs> that was a few years ago. Wow. That was a few years ago, right. That was a few years ago. But now, would you do the mom role or no? Still no. You're still... You're still you look so no, young, I'd though. Now. I'd probably yeah. do it. <laughs> I do go out You look very, mom. very young. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That's the great thing about voiceover work, because you can work into, like, your 80s and still, oh. like, 
get any kind of anything. job you want. Yeah. Russie Taylor, who was rest in peace, but she was an amazing voiceover talent, was doing all kinds of characters up until she passed away. Like she right. was amazing. So that there is the goal. Go. There you yeah, go. It's the, it's the job that keeps on giving. It truly is. Yeah. How, how does the voiceover um, like like pay compared to like um, regular um, in person acting? Is it pretty comparable or what? It's kind of, it's pretty good. Like, I mean, yeah. when you're in voiceover, you're only in the booth for like maybe two to three hours at a time. And then your day is done wow. versus on camera, you're on set for like 16, could be plus hours a day. Um, series regulars in on camera pay a lot better. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's, it's still nice either way like it's, a very it's still so it's still yeah. screen act it's still oh, it's, scale or whatever yeah. but it's actra yeah. in canada so but like if you're yeah, doing the actra, ubcp actra do you actually have right. the script in front of yeah. you when you're doing voiceover work or do you have to like memorize lines nope don't See, have to memorize part, any right? <laughs> it's so nice um, <laughs> do you still try to memorize it to get I the do. emotion out or do you yeah rely like on I do your... a lot of text analysis still as you would in on camera work, you read the script over, you make your choices about what your character's feeling, mm-hmm. what they're doing, why they're doing it, how they feel about other people. Um, so I guess you kind of memorize it in that way. It's just not completely stuck in your head. Although when I do ADR and dubbing, I do try to memorize that a bit more because you have to stare at the screen for half of the time to make sure you're matching the mouth flaps right. of the characters. Okay, interesting. So do you have any um, any kind of um, heroes in the industry that you look up to that kind of like mentors who are into voice acting? Mm-hmm. Uh, Russie Taylor is one of them. And then Tara Strong. Tara Strong, yes. She's, She's my queen. childhood. My She's a queen. What does she do? So What's she her? was Twilight Sparkle in My Little Pony. So I right. did okay. kind of get to work with her, which was That's amazing. Awesome. As an asset. She yes, fumbles. She's... Um, She's in the Rugrats. She's Harley Quinn. Yep. She's my all-time favorite Harley Quinn. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. yeah she's the queen. Hello, she is the queen of She is the voiceover. queen of voiceover. Absolutely. Yeah. We're, we're actually really uh, fortunate to talk with her and Greg Sipes at the recent Baltimore Comic-Con. Um, oh, wow. And we did an interview with them in tandem. And uh, they have this a crazy friendship. It's pretty funny seeing Greg. <laughs> I don't know if you met Greg Sipes. He's another. He's a wild one. A wild one on the uh, – on the uh, voiceover acting world. I think sure. any voice actor you meet is probably going to be like a little bit of a wild one, even if they're tamed <laughs> down a bit. Most voice actors I know are a little crazy. Oh, uh, yeah? Except for yeah. you? Or do you have a little crazy yourself? Um, I mean, I'm a Gemini, so <laughs> probably a little crazy. <laughs> yeah, we met um Alan Oppenheimer, who did the voice of like Skeletor and like... There's a ton of stuff in the 80s, and he's, like, you know, still doing work, even at his age. That's awesome. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, He's 90 now. 90. 90 and still working. Wow. I mean, that's the dream. That is the dream. Yeah. (laughs) For me, at least. Maybe not for everyone. (laughs) Um, What what advice would you give? So, for me, I do mostly commercial voiceover, but would – to love like cartoons for me would be like a dream. What advice would you give for getting more into cartoons versus commercials? Watch tons of cartoons. Watch <laughs> so many cartoons. I probably watch too many cartoons. 
Um, so, but uh-huh. is that a thing? Yeah, you can't watch too many <laughs> cartoons. I'd watch tons of cartoons. Be be animated in what you do. Like a lot of voiceover shows are crazy and wild and fast paced. So I think the bigger the better, unless they tell you they want very grounded, like BoJack Horseman. But even BoJack can be a bit animated at times. Yeah. But that's great advice. There you yeah. go, Allie. Mm-hmm. If you're looking for it. The bigger the better. The bigger go. <laughs> go bigger go. Let's talk about your other project. Um, you have uh, Molly of Denali playing the character of yes. Nina. This is gonna be um, this is gonna be on PBS and in CBC yeah. in Canada. Um, tell us a little bit about your uh, your character and then working on this project. So in this show, I play Nina, who is a mid twenties year old scientist. Um, so and she's Canadian, which is not too far from me, except I'm yes. not a scientist by any means. <laughs> um, this show's really special and, and really, really cool. It's the first series, animated series, that has had the lead be about a, an Alaskan native um, and her life and her growing up in Alaska and her family and her stories um, is written, all of the stories are written by First Nations, um, which is really, really cool. And it's, it actually just got nominated for a Peabody today for youth and oh, children. Oh, cool. So Peabody. That's a good piece of news to get during these times. Um, so that's been a lot of fun working with younger kids with that. Because in My Little Pony, we're all pretty much around the same age. Yeah. So it's a bunch of adults doing these kid voices. But with Molly <laughs> Denoli, they cast actual kids. So it's right. cool to be able to play with them in the booth and get the reactions off of them when you're acting together and to meet some people that I grew up watching like Lauren Cardinal is on the show and I used to watch him in quarter gas all the time so walking into the booth and being like oh my god that's (laughs) awesome yeah so it's really really cool I didn't fangirl in the booth I was just like hey you How's it going? But inside, I'm like, I can't suck right now. I can't suck today. I have to be good. <laughs> um, so that, that's been pretty cool to be on the show. It's my first Fantastic. preschool show, which has been an experience. Oh, wow. I speak really fast. Um, and in preschool, you have to speak a little bit slower and just kind of get it across to the younger audience. So that's been a challenge cool. for me. <laughs> Why do you think it, they cast more adults to do the um, kid roles in animation um, versus you know, just casting more kids? Why do you think they really rely on the adults, you think? Well, I guess, I mean, there, there's the kids that I've been able to work with and a lot of the kids I know are extremely um, respectable young actors. They're, they work really hard. They're mm-hmm. always you know, in a good mood and able to take direction. But I think sometimes maybe kids get a little bit too rambunctious. Maybe they're just, <laughs> they aren't able to take direction as well. If they're really, really young, it's like, can they read and understand what's going on in the script? Um, and I also think in cartoons, it's so wacky that a lot of the times adults playing kids sounds a bit more cartoonish where it sounds more real if you have actual kids. So if it's a more grounded show, I think they tend to go for kids. And then if it's a bit more wacky doodle cartoon, they'll go for the adults. 
Okay. Right. I can't like um can adults work longer hours than than kids they with that rules? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. A certain amount of hours. Um, I think it's it might it's eight or less. Yeah, I mean, eight hours or less. Yeah. That, but. Oh, for a voiceover day, it's sometimes less than eight, though, right? Oh yeah, it's I don't it's never eight unless you're on a few shows that day. It's okay. usually two to three hours per. Wow, what a schedule! Wow. Yeah. that's a heck like, of a oh schedule. My God, I want to work at nine and then I'm off at 11. Ugh, <laughs> what, a, what a long day. <laughs> you don't have to worry about putting on makeup or That's fixing fantastic. your hair. No, can, you, uh, you know, I, you can look however you want to look. I mean, you should probably not come in with like a bird's nest and smelling like <laughs> <getting> shower, but, <laughs> but you can get shower. I didn't say shower. Got a shower. <laughs> yeah, please, please shower. Please shower. <laughs> They're airlocked, like. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, um, you do have one project I'm reading here in your bio, sent by my good friend Ashley Buck, who, uh, who's amazing awesome, lady. who's who sent us to you, which is amazing. Um, you actually have um a project you're writing and directing. If we could talk about it, it's called yes. the Chattening. The Chattening. Yes. Uh, if you can kind of get from the name, I mean, a chat. Um, yeah, so this was my first project that I wrote and directed and act, well, actually made. I mean, there's tons of projects you kind of just write and you're like, eh, maybe this will see the light of day, maybe it won't, who knows. But I'd been writing a lot and I was like, okay, I need to actually make something. Like I can't just be writing this and putting it in the folder. So I decided to do a 48 hour film challenge for my very first film. Cool. Um, I would not recommend it for your first film. Yeah. <laughs> to make that a 48 hours. Yeah, because you're still there learning, was no right? sleep, literally no sleep. <laughs> wow. Um, but it was, it was a lot of fun. I was able to direct it with my boyfriend partner who is an on-camera actor and he directs. So I was like, will you please help me out with this? Like I, I just kind of want to make something, but I'm a little bit nervous that I'm going to royally screw it up. So okay. he agreed. Cool. Yeah. And it's, it's, um, tackles a few issues, you know, a little bit toxic masculinity and, um, you know, how people of color are treated. So it's a horror comedy. Um, it's on YouTube now. I've been oh, submitting cool. to a few festivals, cool. but I was like, oh, with the pandemic happening, these poor festivals, I don't know what's going to happen. I might as well just put it online and see awesome. if people enjoy. Yeah. We can find that by awesome. simply search, watch it. searching for the chatting on YouTube, which should come the up. The chatting on YouTube. Yeah. Nice. Yes. It I was a finalist, finalist at the Vancouver's annual Blood and Guts. Yeah. Ooh, Blood and Guts. <laughs> <laughs> It is it is a horror comedy. There is a little bit of blood and guts involved. It's five minute are, film, quick and awesome. fun. Cool. Yeah. Are you oh, my are actors? You, amazing. I was curious about your. Uh, <laughs> I guess you can hear me without the microphone because we can hear you now. Later. Yeah, because I took it out. I'm speaking directly into the the microphone of the computer. But uh, what is your favorite genre? I mean, are you a fan of the horror genre? I didn't become a fan of horror genre until a few years ago. I am a big baby. Um, <laughs> E.T. scared me so badly as a child. So, oh, yeah. Even even to this day, I'm like, I don't know if I can watch E.T., man. He's scary. Wow. Um, 
<laughs> so I was a big baby. I didn't like anything scary or kind of out there. I'm like comedy all the way. Pop star, never stop, never stopping. I can watch that 24 <laughs> hours a day for the rest of my life. Um, but I, I started to get into horror a little bit probably about five years ago. Um, I do like horror. I am still a little bit of a baby, like horror comedies where I like it. I would, I think my favorite genre, I do like fantasy. I like fantasy a lot. It's yeah. like Lord Game of the Rings. No, sorry. How about Game of Thrones? Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, I mean, <laughs> you know, the last season. There you go. Yep. Was <laughs> yeah. it was a thing? It was a thing. But I, I was a. I still love Game of Thrones. The Witcher, I, I really, really loved this year, or this past year, 2019, 2020, whenever it came out. The um, Witcher? That was, is that yeah. on, Net, on Netflix? Yes, it is on Netflix. It's I'm a book. It. It's a game. I used to, I played the game a few years ago, and then when the series came out, I was like, I have to check this. And it was, it was really, really well done. In my eyes, I thought it was great, and I can't wait for the next season. Cool. Check it yeah. out. Any dream it's projects really or Did like I... anything? Sorry. Do you have any uh, like what is your uh, dream project that you'd like to be a part of? Ooh. I would. My dream is to one day voice Harley Quinn. That would be awesome. Um, Tara Strong's and Kaylee Cuoco are gonna have that on lockdown for a bit, as well as Margot Robbie for the movies. So that could be a ways away away, but that would be a dream of mine. Um, another have show. You practiced, have you practiced your Harley Quinn voice? I I used to do a pretty good Harley Quinn. I haven't picked it up for a while. Uh, My but... accent will probably be like absolute shit, but <laughs> I did used to do that. Uh, just pull it out when I can. I'm like, here's my party trick, Harley Quinn, uh, Mr. J. But you know, another show I would have loved. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I would have loved to have been on BoJack Horseman as literally any character. You could just throw me in, and I could cough once, and it would be like, okay, I'm done. That's it. I was on <laughs> BoJack Horseman. Amazing. That is one of my favorite animated shows um, I think ever made. So. That's awesome. Yeah. But Harley Quinn would be my dream. I would also love to voice Carnage, even though it's oh, wow. a dude. From, from the Marvel but if they ever wanted to gender Carnage. Yeah. That would be I, cool. They okay. wanted a female Carnage, you know. I like the crazy characters. That's where my craziness comes out. <laughs> Harley Quinn, awesome. Carnage, you know. <laughs> All the villainous um, people. Yeah. That's awesome. Do you have any dream uh, dream voice actors that you haven't worked with yet that you would like to work with? Mark Hamill's pretty amazing. Oh, I, wow. You'd be That'd fantastic. Be cool. Mark Hamill. I don't know if I could even walk in the room, though. Like, could I be professional in that setting? I don't know. I'd just be <laughs> muttering. Um, he, he would be amazing to work with. Um, who else would be? I mean, there's so many. There's so many good people. Um, yeah, Tara Strong is another one. We never actually got to work in the same room, same room because she's based gotcha. out of LA. Yeah, so she would we would record in the morning, and then she would patch in in the afternoon from LA and record. So oh, oh interesting. Yeah, so cool. even though we 
been we've literally talked to each other in a scene I've never actually had the pleasure of working face to face with her so that would be pretty cool that's cool awesome well Katrina wow this is awesome so glad you called into below the belt show and of course we could check you out on my little pony on Netflix and of course also on Hulu too right I think so, yeah. Yeah, it's on both. Um, we don't have Hulu in Canada, unfortunately, but in the States, yes. <laughs> awesome. Well, Katrina, I, I was hoping you could do a promo for us. Let us know who you are, uh, throw out your characters, and then maybe add the voices of Yona the Yak and and your other character from Molly Denali, maybe? And, uh, sure. And then let us know you're on Below the Belt Show. For sure. Hey guys, I'm Katrina Salisbury, patching in from Vancouver. You may know me as Yona Yak from My Little Pony, Nina from Molly of Denali, and a few other crazy little characters spreaded throughout the dubbing world. Um, I'm here on Below the Belt show, and it's a fun time. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. Katrina, you're awesome. I love it. Thank, thank you, so you guys. Thank you so much. It's been yeah, thank you. fun spending isolation with you. Yes. <laughs> Still locked inside. Well, stay safe. Stay you guys safe. too. Thanks. Yeah, thank you. Stay safe. Nice, nice to meet you. you. Have a good one. Bye. 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 Stay safe. Right. You too. <laughs>